presented by Facebook. Hey, good morning, Playbookers and Rogumunavalin. It's Friday. Today's show, Trump's endorsement losses are starting to pile up. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. Most of former President Donald Trump's endorsements have been in races where his anointed candidate faced little or no competition. If this was horse racing, no one would be impressed by a handicapper who won placing bets at a track featuring races with only one horse. The only Trump endorsements that matter are in competitive races, and there, the record is mixed. A quick recap. In Texas, Trump endorsed Susan Wright in a special election last year. She lost. In Pennsylvania, his first candidate in the GOP Senate primary, Sean Parnell, dropped out of the race after his wife, amid a custody dispute, accused him of being physically abusive, which he denied. Trump's second choice, Mehmet Oz, is mired in a tight race that appears headed to a recount. Trump also endorsed Doug Mastriano in the GOP gubernatorial primary, but only in the final weekend of the campaign when the race was no longer competitive. In Nebraska, he endorsed Charles Herbster in the GOP gubernatorial primary. He lost. In Ohio, he endorsed J.D. Vance in the GOP Senate primary, Frank LaRose in the Secretary of State primary, Max Miller in the 7th District, and Madison Gisiato-Gilbert in Ohio 13. All for one. In North Carolina, Trump endorsed Representative Ted Budd in the GOP Senate primary. He won. He also endorsed Bo Hines in the GOP primary to represent the 13th District. He won. And he endorsed Representative Madison Cawthorn in NC-11. He lost. In West Virginia, he endorsed Representative Alex Mooney in West Virginia's 2nd District. He won. And in Ohio, he endorsed Lieutenant Governor Janice McGeehan in the GOP gubernatorial primary. She lost. That brings Trump's record in competitive races to 7 wins and 4 losses. That adds up to a 64% winning percentage. Now, that's not bad, but it's not nearly as good as the padded win-loss record that Trump world promotes. The Pennsylvania experience appears to be particularly embarrassing, with aides to the former president telling CNN's Gabby Orr that he, quote, may hold off on more endorsements for coming primaries. She adds that Trump allies say he's feeling more risk-averse now that, quote, his endorsement of celebrity Dr. Mehmet Oz failed to translate in a decisive win. Out in Idaho, McGeehan didn't just lose, she got trounced. 52.8% to 32.2%. And the old national GOP establishment is looking to the state to understand what happened. Aside from the endorsement, Trump didn't spend much political capital on the race, and McGeehan ran a poor campaign dominated by her associations with militias and white supremacists, said an advisor to current Governor Brad Little, who won the race, quote, she never got her campaign together and was never able to use that endorsement to raise much money. Democrats' expanded Affordable Care Act subsidies expire at the end of the year, and many in the party are worried that Congress will fail to renew them. Politico's Adam Kinkren and Megan Messerly report in today's playbook. That could lead to 13 million Americans' premiums to leap all of a sudden, with especially bad timing. Quote, voters would begin receiving notices about their premium increases in October around the same time they're starting to cast their midterm ballots. There appears only one way for Democrats to extend them, the long-discussed reconciliation deal the party is still trying to strike with Senator Joe Manchin. Worth noting, ACA subsidies are not one of the areas Manchin said he wants a bill to focus on. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. President Joe Biden has already arrived in South Korea and toured a Samsung Electric's campus that's a model for a new plant being built in Texas still to come. At 6.15, Biden and Korean President Yoon Suk-yeol will speak, with Biden making a public case for Congress to pass the Bipartisan Innovation Act. At 7.20, Biden will leave for Seoul, South Korea, arriving at 7.40. 
It's what's on the vice president's calendar. At 1.45, Vice President Kamala Harris will head to Falls Church, Virginia with EPA Administrator Michael Regan. There she'll tout the bipartisan infrastructure laws investments in clean school buses before departing for Washington at 4.05. At 6.15, Harris will speak at AAPI Victory Power Fund's first ever victory celebration. The Senate and the House are out today. All right, for more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Playbook's editor is Mike Zappler. Playbook's deputy editor is Zach Stanton. Politico's executive producer and head of audio is Jenny Ament. I'm Raghuman Avalon. Have a good weekend. We'll see you first thing Monday morning. Facebook connects people, and they know meaningful connection can only happen on safe, secure platforms. That's why they've invested $16 billion in safety over six years. The impact? They've quadrupled their safety and security teams and addressed millions of pieces of harmful content and removed 1.7 billion fake accounts over the last few months. Learn more about how they protect their communities online and the work ahead at about.fb.com slash taking action.